Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. If you were tuning in today hoping we talk about something that nobody wants to talk about, including many Christians and churches and ministries, well, today's your lucky day. We're in chapter 19 of Matthew, verses 1 through 12. We're going to talk about divorce, but before we get to that, there are a few other things in this text that don't directly relate to a divorce, which will be interesting for us to hear. Now, when Jesus finished saying these things, he went away from Galilee and entered the region of Judea beyond the Jordan, and large crowds followed followed him and he healed them there. So Jesus is finishing his Galilean ministry. He's moving back toward Jerusalem where he's eventually going to be betrayed, arrested, crucified, and rise again. He's got a few more things to teach us before he gets there though. And the Pharisees came up to him and tested him by asking, is it lawful to divorce one's wife for any cause? So within the group of Pharisees, there are arguments about what kind of situation divorce is acceptable in. I'm reading from my ESV study notes. It says that the school of Shemai says that a man may not divorce his wife unless he has found unchastity in her. The school of Hillel says that a man may divorce her even if she spoiled a dish for him. And Rabbi Akiba says that a man may divorce her even if he found one fairer than she. So these Pharisees, there's arguments about what kind of divorce is acceptable and there are arguments about when divorce is acceptable and when divorce is not acceptable. They're trying to draw Jesus into this argument to test him and trap him so they can accuse him and destroy him. Jesus answered, have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female? Let me just read that one again. It's 2021. I know this is very unpopular in the culture, but just a clear statement by Jesus on gender. Have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female? And said, therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife and the two shall become one flesh? This is a great argument for the divine inspiration of scripture. Jesus is saying that the person who created male and female also said what we read in scripture. Great stuff. Even though it doesn't have anything to do with divorce. We're getting there. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let man not separate. They said to him, why then did Moses command one to give a certificate of divorce and to send her away? He said to them, because of your hardness of heart, Moses allowed you to divorce your wives. But from the beginning, it was not so. And I say to you, whoever divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality and marries another, commits adultery. So Jesus says, because y'all are sinful, there are some marriages that were going to fall apart and be irreparable. And for that reason, Moses allowed there to be a certificate of divorce. But from the beginning, God's intention, we're talking about before sin came into the picture, God's intention was that there would not be divorce. And that if anybody divorces their wife, except on the grounds of sexual immorality, is sinning. Now, every one of us has been affected by divorce in some way or another. The divorce rate is extremely high, even in Christian circles. And so this is one of the reasons that we don't want to talk a whole lot about this because we're afraid we're going to be stepping on somebody's toes. First of all, you got to remember the gospel, and that is that Jesus Christ offers us his righteousness through faith in him. So if you've committed the sin of divorce, that sin is covered by Christ's righteousness just as much as any other sin if you have faith in Christ. If you know somebody or love somebody who has been divorced or who has violated this standard that Jesus lays out, as I do, you can both love that person and understand that they can be forgiven through faith in Christ and still uphold Christ. 
Christ's standard for marriage. We don't need to compromise this just because it makes us uncomfortable in the face of people who we love being affected by it. In layman's terms, this is saying that divorce is only acceptable for believers when the other partner has been sexually immoral. Divorce for any other reason leads to adultery, and that adultery carries over and affects remarriages. Now again, if sexual immorality was the cause of the divorce, the remarriage is okay, as is the divorce according to Christ's standards. A couple other things. Just because divorce after sexual immorality is acceptable, it is not required. I think it would honor God if there is sexual immorality in a marriage that the married couple would fight through that and maintain their marriage, even though divorce is a legitimate option in that case. Notice that Jesus doesn't get in the weeds with these Pharisees and get tied up in their little petty argument with each other. He goes back to God's original design and raises the bar to the highest possible level. No, you can't divorce your wife because she messes up a dish for you. No, you can't divorce your wife because you find someone fairer than her. The only reason that you can divorce your wife or wives, divorce your husbands, is because of sexual immorality. This was meant to be a permanent union before God, not separated for petty things. Verse 10, the disciples said to him, if such is the case of a man with his wife, it is better not to marry. In other words, his disciples are saying, if that's the only reason you get divorced, why would you get married in the first place? That's too hard to get out of. This is too tough to commit to. But he said to them, not everyone can receive this saying, but only those to whom it is given. For there are eunuchs who have been so from birth, and there are eunuchs who have been made eunuchs by men, and there are eunuchs who have made themselves eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. Let the one who is able to receive this, receive it. So the disciples say, God, why would we ever get married if you can only get divorced because of sexual immorality? Jesus says, now this isn't for everyone, but people who don't have the capacity or the desire for sexual relations, not getting married is a legitimate option for them. Whether they're that way because of birth or whether they're that way because they've been made that way by others or whether they're that way because they have chosen for themselves a life of celibacy. Jesus is saying these are legitimate reasons to not get married, but it's not a legitimate reason to not get married because the only way to get out of marriage is through divorce caused by sexual immorality. Just a little editorial here. I think that Western evangelicalism opened the door to a lot of really bad stuff when we started not upholding Jesus' standard for marriage. If you're not going to toe the line here, then why toe the line on the male and female thing that we talked about earlier? Why toe the line on cohabitation? Why toe the line on all kinds of other sexual perversions? As uncomfortable as it may be, if we're serious Christians who love God's word, we need to take this at face value and we need to conform our thoughts and beliefs and opinions about this topic to what God's word clearly says. And we need to keep it very closely tethered to the gospel, which says any sin can be forgiven. Any sinner can be reconciled to God through faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders radio and internet ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which airs on stations around the world and where you can listen to our conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule of year-round events and activities are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference on Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our other ministry partner. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.